once we've used our journals to really find out what we can offer uniquely, then we feel so confident about going out into our communities and saying, I can do this, I can do that. And we become much more engaged. So journal writing has previously had quite a bad rap as being a very introspective activity a very navel-gazing, if you like, where you just spend the time moping and moping on your own issues. When actually, if we do it really with great intention, then we can become so much more externally aware and so much more engaged in reality, the reality that's going on around us. We become, we can develop so much more empathy with other people once we consider their perspective in our reflective writing as well as our own. So it really is a practice which can heighten our awareness, deepen our wisdom and really motivate us to get more authentically involved in the life that's happening around us. You are listening to Journal Talk a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. This podcast is part of Write for Life, a web resource for living with clarity, passion, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.writethenumber4life.us. And now, here's the host of Journal Talk and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach Nathan Oren. Well, hello, and thank you for joining another episode of Journal Talk. My name is Nathan Oren, and this is episode five, and we have already gone worldwide. Yes. <laughs> Yay. We are officially worldwide now uh, with this podcast. I'm so excited. I'm here in sunny Southern California, but I also have a virtual studio and Juliet Platt from England is joining me, the author of the brand new workbook called The Journal Writer's Handbook. And Juliet Platt, P-L-A-T-T, is here uh, to talk about her book and the workshops that she leads in her village in England. And just some really wonderful exercises and prompts and some really beautiful insights about the world of journal writing, which she refers to as reflective writing. So thank you for joining. Juliet, hello. Hello, Nathan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your Journal Talk series. It's a real privilege to speak to you and to share with you some of my thoughts and ideas about the wonderful practice of reflective writing. So I do thank you. Mm, thank you, Juliet. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about where you are right now? Like if we were trying to visualize how far away you actually are. <laughs> I'm speaking to you from a village called Blunden, which is in southwest England. Um, on a map, you'll find me probably about three quarters of the way between London and South Wales. It's very cold here at the moment. We still don't have the beginnings of spring yet. So um, we're feeling quite quite miserable, I think, in the UK <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't talk about the weather here then. Um, Juliet, this book is genius. Uh, the Journal Writer's Handbook. Congratulations on completing such a a beautiful work. I have to say that uh, I'm working on uh, on my own book to inspire journal writers, and I must say this is quite an accomplishment. 
Good job and very well done. I love the artwork on it, uh, the the picture. It's just very inviting, and the entire the whole theme, everything. Would you care to tell the listeners about how you organized it? And I love the richness of all the exercises and the content. Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Thank you so much for your words of congratulations about my book, The Journal Writer's Handbook. It certainly has been a project for me to complete over the past couple of years, and I was really proud to finally publish it in December last year. On the back of that book, I've been conducting some workshops in my local area based around the chapters of the book, of which there are seven. The theme of the book is very much based on the metaphor of a voyage of self-discovery. So the artwork on the cover of the book um, presents an ocean-going galleon Mm -hmm. on the swell of a wave. And each of the chapters is given a title that's pertinent to the stages of a voyage. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for example, chapter one is about weighing anchor. And then there's a chapter on setting the course for the journey and then logging the journey. And there's a chapter on foundering, which examines how journal writing can help us during difficult times when we're stuck mm-hmm. or when we are experiencing difficulties in our lives. Yes. And also there's a chapter entitled Safe Moorings, which is the final chapter of the book, which talks about how we can use our journals as a way of replenishing our energy, um, just in the same way that you would on a long voyage when you find haven in a harbour to take on new supplies and to relax the crew. Mm. So, yeah, so the metaphor of the voyage works really well in terms of journal writing practice. And I just felt that it was the perfect structure to use it for the book. So, yeah, I'm really, really pleased with it. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Speaking of voyage, you yourself have gone through quite a journey to get where you are today. I mean, a master's in modern languages and literature from Cambridge Uh, I understand that you are a certified professional coach, and you've studied with some great people, some of them out here even in in the United States. In fact, not too far from where I'm at in California, the Principles of Mind, Consciousness, and Thought in San Rafael, California, not to mention that you are a prize winner of a short story. So can you tell us how you got your start and maybe even begin with how you started journaling in the first place? How did I get started with journal writing? Well, like many journal writers, I kept a diary all through my teenage years and found that writing things down was a really good way for me to express myself. Plus, I was used to writing um, all the way through my academic study. I, I did a degree in European literature, so I was always writing essays. And then I lived abroad for a while as part of my degree course. Mm -hmm. I used to write loads of letters home to family and friends. And Uh while I was away, that was my journal practice, Uh if you like. That was the way I reflected on my experience by handwritten letters Mm -hmm. home to my family. Nice. And then when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I began a period of study of personal development coaching. And I became a qualified coactive coach. Mm. And really, it was with that practice and a revival in my own writing practice that got me started once again in journal writing. Uh-huh. And I really saw that what I was learning through the coaching program and what I enjoyed to do in my journal 
they worked hand in hand. There was great synchronicity and, and what's the word, symbiosis, mm-hmm. if you like, between those two practices. So from that point, I I felt that journal writing was actually a great way of self-coaching. Mm. And I've used it as a personal development tool for myself ever since. And it was really that kind of realization that um, that this could actually be a tool to help other people mm. that gave me the, the clarity about writing the Journal Writer's Handbook. Yes. You're listening to another fun episode of Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. We are interested in hearing from you, our listeners, whether this is your first time tuning in or you are already a subscriber to our podcast. So please send us your reactions, comments, feedback, suggestions, and let us know what you like most or least about Journal Talk. Email us at info at writeforlife.us. That's spelled I-N-F-O at W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E dot U-S. We look forward to hearing from you. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. And seeing as this is the very first international episode of Journal Talk, I have a special gift that I'd love to send to you. It is a brochure of a list of all the journaling tips that I give for travelers. So if you're on the road or you have a weekend getaway planned, or maybe it's a full-fledged family vacation, there are ways that you can use your journal to really make the most out of that time. Uh, A lot of people think about leaving their journal at home and taking a break from their writing. I love taking my journal with me, and I think it's a great way to make the most out of the vacation, to really make longer-lasting memories. It's the next best thing to your camera. It's really great for capturing the small insights that happen on a daily basis with your travels and adventures. So I would love to share that booklet with you. Just go onto my website, and there's a place there to sign up for my email newsletter. You just go to www.writeforlife.us, or just send me an email. I'm at writeforlifecoach at gmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, coach, C-O-A-C-H, at gmail.com. And let me know that you're interested in my traveling journal tip guide, and I'll be sure to send that off to you. I am really excited to share uh, more tips and journal fun with Juliet Platt. She's the author of the Journal Writer's Handbook, and it is a beautiful, perfectly packaged, neat little, uh, just just a little larger than pocket-sized book. But it is packed with all kinds of activities, exercises, and commentary about the voyage of self-discovery. Uh, Juliet, can you tell us a little bit more? I love the way that you uh, pattern your workshops to fit right in with the the handbook. I think that's a marvelous idea. It reminds me of Julia Cameron with The Artist's Way, how every chapter is a week-long journey, and you can go through it many, many different times, and every time you go through it, it's a little bit deeper. I just think that's a marvelous idea and a great meditation almost into the art of journaling. So I'd love to hear about your workshops. But first, could you tell me a little bit about these indices after the main part of the book i'm flipping through it right now there's uh, all these 
different emotions and uh, life cycle events. Uh, tell us about those. So the Journal Writer's Handbook contains two indices, one which is the mood index, the other which is the life event index. Now, the life event index is really a cross-reference, which takes common life experiences, such as being promoted at work, becoming a grandparent, falling in love, and cross-references those life events with different exercises that are contained within the chapters of the book, which would be useful to apply in those different life experiences. And I really wanted to include in the book a way of addressing different life experiences through reflective writing. So, so that's really the aim of the Life Event Index. Now, the Mood Index is something slightly different in that it contains reflections on 50 different moods that, as human beings, we're all party to at some point. And it offers different exercises and different inquiries for how to deal with different moods that we experience in our journals. Again, it's not a comprehensive list of moods. It doesn't contain every single mood that there is, but it, it does provide just a means of being able to reflect more consciously and with deeper awareness about how our moods can affect us. So yeah, I hope it's a I hope it's a useful index for people to dip into and use to support their practice. Yes, Juliet, I really do think it's fantastic the way that you coach a meaningful reflective writing practice. You keep your students busy with great activities. You know, I do workshops over the telephone. We have sort of a virtual meeting, 8 to 20 students at a time on a conference call, kind of like we're doing now where, uh -huh. you know, we can be in any location. I really like the way you do the personal touch. You know, I understand you meet physically in a cottage and you get together and there's some sharing and some writing activities and I'd love to get into those in just a minute. But could you tell us kind of how your workshops run, how they work? The workshops that I'm running at the moment are really going very well. They're based on the seven chapters of the Journal Writer's Handbook. And each week we cover the content of a separate chapter. Although I make it very clear that there's absolutely no obligation for them to share any of the content of their journals. I'm more interested in these workshops in the process of reflective writing rather than what people individually feel compelled to write about in their journals. So this isn't kind of a therapy session and this isn't a session whereby people need to come along and, and bear their souls by any stretch of the imagination. It's very much down to the individual how much they share. But again, the emphasis is much more on process rather than content. And the way the workshops work is that we typically, um, we spend, you know, maybe the first 20 minutes sharing our insights from the previous week. And then I'll set a couple, two or three exercises maybe to actually do some journaling together. So we have this beautiful atmosphere of companionable journal writing. So everybody's there. We're all writing together. We don't know what we're each writing, but we're just sharing that lovely reflective space together. And then we're sharing insights if the spirit moves us to do so. And it's a really great way of spending a couple of hours, one evening a week, 
and we've created some lovely friendships. So yeah, it's been a very respectful and supportive program and people have received it very positively. So I'm very pleased. That's really, really great, Juliet. I mean, what more can you want in a journaling workshop? It sounds like you have all the elements of a really fantastic growth-oriented workshop there. I'm learning this myself, too, in the workshops that I'm leading. There is so much power in meeting as a community and having people share together, even though it's self-discovery and it really is a very personal journey. Also, I agree with you 100%, you know, keeping privacy within the group so that, you know, people only share what they want to share. And there's really no need for anybody to turn it into a counseling session. But somehow sharing about the tools and the tips and the process, it's just a very affirming that sense of community really does make it stronger and, yes, and more absolutely. powerful. We just have a few more minutes, and I really would love if you could share some of the exercises. You have phenomenal exercises in the book, and I know you've posted some on your site, and I'm sure you do some really wonderful exercises. I want our listeners to get just a taste of what your workshops are like. So could you share a little bit about the, the two exercises I love the most are the, uh, the use of the word I and also the dear journal exercise where you're actually writing to a different aspect of yourself. And then also I know you're a big believer in the pen to page Uh, You and I have had this conversation before. Maybe you can share also what you think about the typing versus handwriting debate in journaling. I I know that's a a big question I get from my students, and I'm sure you do too. So on the question of digital versus manual journaling, i.e. do you journal using a keyboard or journal using a pen and paper, I'm very much in the latter camp. I think it's really important when we do our reflective writing practice that we engage our fine motor skills in doing so. Mm. And the reason why I think that's really important is simply this, because I believe our brains need it. When we're hammering away on a keyboard, there's less skill involved. We don't have to form the letters ourselves. And that's, you know, I mean, it's an amazing process that we can do that and we can do that on a computer. Uh But I just think that the fineness of the process that we use when we write with a pen onto paper is much more cerebrally integrative is the way I describe Mm. it. It enables us to give our brains the opportunity to work the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere together much more in a balanced way when we're actually writing with a pen. So my simple answer is (laughs) reflective writing is absolutely about writing things down pen to paper. That's the way it's most healthful and most beneficial for our brain. Wow. Wow, Juliet, that's fascinating. That really puts a little bit of a different spin on it for me, but I love that answer. I can see both sides of the coin. So my jury is still uh, debating, but uh, this really brings a lot of interesting insight to it. Let's talk about those exercises, shall we? Tell us about the uh, use of the word I. Yes. One of my favorite journaling exercises, it's not really an exercise, actually, it's more of a technique, which is to limit the amount of times we use the word I. Now, when we're reflecting on ourselves, (laughs) it's almost obvious that we're going to be writing about I a lot. But actually, if we limit 
the amount of times we use the word I and try and find different ways of opening sentences in our journals, mm-hmm. then what journal writing becomes is a much more expansive practice. It yes. becomes much less introspective and enables us to be more aware of our environments and the things that are going on around us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real power of journal writing. Once we become less introspective and more expanded in our awareness, then the journal is a perfect place to explore what we're consciously aware of. Brilliant. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm your host and journaling coach, Nathan Oren. And I'm here, kind of here, kind of in the UK with Juliet Platt, the author of the Journal Writer's Handbook and a co-active professional coach. She is sharing with us all about the Journal Writer's Handbook, not only the activities and everything about the book itself, but how she leads her workshops. And until now, we've been sort of comparing and contrasting our styles of the leading people through a meaningful journaling exercise. And Juliet's going to share in a few minutes how you can get a copy of this book. But what I'd like to do now, and I'd like to spend just a few minutes talking about the different types of exercises that you have. My favorite one, Juliet, that you shared with me a while back was the Dear Journal exercise, where you start a journal entry with Dear Journal and then just ask questions and be as inquisitive as as if you're speaking to your journal with the thought that it's going to respond back. And you do that for five or ten minutes and then stop and you write back to yourself, Dear Nathan, and whatever the journal's wisdom and insight has for you to write out what you hear back. And I think that's just a, an amazing exercise. And obviously it's not some spirit guide or, or it's not the journal speaking back to you. It's a, some, it's some aspect of yourself that's responding. I just love that exercise. I've works. done it a couple of times. I'm always surprised and delighted, very comforted a lot of times by the wisdom that comes back. Could you tell us how that exercise works? And if you have any of other favorite exercises to share. For me, one of the great things that we can create within our journals is a dialogue between ourselves and those other aspects of our personality that exist, maybe our alter ego or our inner voice. And also our brains and our our minds are so elastic and so versatile and so incredible that we can we can actually perceive of much more than one point of view simultaneously. And our journals are a great great place in which to explore that. So Some of my favorite exercises are exercises where we create a dialogue or we create a kind of communion, if you like, between ourselves and another. It might be another person in our lives whose voice we evoke in order to have a conversation that takes place in our journals. It might be that we write a letter and then write down the response that somebody, that the other person gives us. Of course, they're not really giving us their response. It's the response that we write on their behalf. But there's so much to be learned from that um, practice of taking on a different perspective and writing as the voice of another. 
And another of my very favorite exercises is what I call holistic communion, which is where we actually engage a part of our body or a symptom or a pain or a discomfort that we're physically feeling, where we actually engage that feeling in in a communion, in a dialogue, in a conversation, if you like, and we ask it what's its message for us, what does it have to tell us? And so frequently in the workshops that I lead, people have the most incredible insights from creating that kind of dialogue with the other within themselves. So I think this whole area of exploring self and other is philosophically very profound, but it also benefits us because it gives us access to different points of view. And once again, it's just a way of expanding our awareness and deepening our wisdom. And I think it's a great exercise. Mm, Yes, yes, exactly. I love the way that you take something as simple as writing in your journal and turn it into, it's not only a self-discovery and an inner contemplation, but you mix it with so many different exercises and so many different layers that it really becomes a deepening of expanding your being in the planet and in, in the universe. So thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Juliet, could you, we're all out of time right now. Uh, could you just share with us, how could we get in contact with you? How can we yes, get a copy absolutely. of this book? Uh, share with us how, how you'd like people to reach you. We will conclude our episode today, but I can see just from this discussion that we have a lot more still to talk about. So Nathan, thank you once again so much for inviting me to be part of your Journal Talk podcast series. I've really enjoyed the conversation that we've had. It's great to connect with yourself and hopefully with other journal writers from across the globe. If people want to follow up on the Journal Writer's Handbook and find out more about that book, then I would really love it if people could visit www.journalwritershandbook.co.uk, which is my website and blog. And there's details on there about how to get hold of the book as well. And if you want to leave a comment, connect with me over that blog, I would be absolutely delighted to hear about your different journaling insights and experiences and thoughts. And it would be just great to engage with people about what you're discovering on the topic of journal writing. So thanks again, Nathan, so very much. And um, and I'm sure we'll talk again very soon. You take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Journal Talk. My name is Nathan Oren, and it's been a pleasure to bring to you Juliet Platt from the UK. Juliet and I did this interview probably three or four times. We had faulty connections and some uh, computer technical difficulty, but we managed to pull it off. As you might have guessed, we had to dice and splice uh, some of the conversation together, but what a trooper and true, true patience. Pleasure to work with you, Juliet. 
I'm going to finish with something that I found totally profound. One of the segments in our conversation where Juliet described how being a avid journal writer not only brings you closer to yourself and in touch with who you are, but really brings you out more into the community. And I think this is something that not many people talk about, but it is so true. I have found this to be very real in my life, and I love the way she described it. So I'm going to finish with this final word from Juliet. Have a great two weeks. I'll see you again. And coming next, we have Sam Lytle, the author of 101 Reasons to Write a Journal, who is known online as the digital journaling guru. And he's going to share with us uh, some of his projects and tips uh, going forward. So uh, stay tuned for that. Have a great two weeks. Take care. The biggest benefit of journal writing, as I see it, is that it enables us to really get to know ourselves. And once we can really clearly see our own integrity through our writing and our own authentic voice through our writing, then it enables us to become much more empowered in the communities in which we live. Because writing is a very solitary exercise, but I really strongly believe that to do it properly will will actually motivate us to become more engaged with, with our communities and the world at large. So I think that the biggest benefit for me of reflective writing practice is that it does not substitute doing and it does not act as a displacement activity for getting involved. It is actually the thing that motivates me the most to get up and do and get involved. And I think the world needs more of that from people.